You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans, and welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to stay in connected with your Buffalo Bills podcasts. We are so thrilled that however and wherever and whenever you are listening, you are checking out Believe with myself, John Boccasino, and a, a voice that we haven't heard with mine in a while, we've both been taking some vacation time, uh, but it's great to have Jamie D'Amico, the incomparable Jamie D'Amico, back with us here in the air chair. Jamie, welcome back to Believe, buddy. I have to be honest. I was really concerned you wouldn't remember who I was. <laughs> <laughs> who who um, is this? Right. And I was out of the country for a couple of weeks and then you had some fun times going on and we've been ships passing in the night for like over a month now. We have both done the solo podcasts when the other one's not available. I only did one of those. You, buddy, you step it up. And to anybody who's never done it before, I, I've only done a couple ever. It is so difficult when you don't have somebody to like play off of. You sit there talking for like 10, 12 minutes and you're like, oh my God, there's nothing left to say. I've just been bloviating this whole time. I'm so sick of hearing my own voice <laughs> that, that you you like don't know what to do with yourself. John, I don't know how you do it. You know, it's it is it's not easy. It's not my favorite way to go through the podcast. I mean, in fairness, I chose topics that I thought were easy to digest, you know, from like a solo perspective. You know, we recapped. The draft class, we talked about the Super Bowl window, and we gave some reactions and thoughts to the schedule, which segue our topic for this week's podcast is going to have uh, schedule overtones to it. But it's way more enjoyable, buddy. It might be easier to produce a solo one because there's a lot less editing that goes into it. But right. my enjoyment level is a lot lower not having you to uh, to keep me in check and uh, to provide a different opinion when it comes to our Buffalo Bills. So, oh, you again, sweet talker, you. I'm so happy to have the band back together, buddy. And I was looking <laughs> back with my crack research team, not a research team that's on crack, but a research team that works really hard. And uh, our last podcast together was our mock draft four round extravaganza april 22nd oh my god dude <laughs> it's a perfect time for us to stop and say you know what not a lot of bill's news right now so we have to kind of manufacture some topics and i'm glad you came up with the one that we're going to be doing today yeah i'll tell our audience a little bit and you're right jamie it is kind of a, i mean we're not going to sit here and break down the strengths and weaknesses of new offensive tackle brandon shell you know, there's little roster moves here and there. 
Um, the DeAndre Hopkins talk is basically fizzled out because it seems in all likelihood he's going to seek the almighty dollar and not come to Western New York, which is fine. Can't but, blame him. Yeah, I can't blame him either. He wants to maximize his money. Although I will give credit to cover one and uh, Greg Thompson had a really good, comprehensive, well thought out story and tweet on how Buffalo could actually give Hopkins a little more than he was making with Arizona and still fit him under the salary cap. Make sure to check that out. If you're looking for an actually well thought out uh, along with what Jamie and big Newt did this week too, you guys had a really great podcast tackling the topic of D hop and And who did we quote Greg Thompson? (laughs) Yes. That's why, that's why I'm glad to have the source on here with you guys with us because you guys did a great job breaking down the X's and O's and the nuts and bolts behind that. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. But we're not going to belabor the point on believe of talking about a D hop contract or Brandon shell or the new stadium groundbreaking that's taking place on Monday. We rather are going to do what we do worst in this podcast (laughs) realm and put on our prognosticators hats and try to give you a fan perspective on expectations for the 2023 season. And Jamie, This exercise we know is one of futility, but it's pretty darn fun to sit back and go through. We're going to do week by week how the Bills are going to fare and give you a record prediction uh, for the Buffalo Bills in 2023. And I'm glad you're on board with this topic because I think it's kind of fun to look into the future and try to do your best, uh, you know, Swami impersonation. Absolutely. And a lot's going to change between now and when week one kicks off, namely injuries. Because every year, there's some key players that don't make it through training camp and end up missing the entire season. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out and how that's going to affect our perspective on the Bills' wins and losses coming up. There's also the surprises and the disappointments along the way that we're not going to know about until the season is underway. But it is fun to do this thought exercise now and then to look back on it and say, huh, If we had only known then what we know now. We are giving you all the receipts here on Believe. You can use this either to laud us as geniuses or to mock us as morons when it comes to the season predictions out here. But Jamie, you know, we all know the Bills are long since past the times of being 1 p.m. games, 1 p.m. kickoffs. Mm -hmm. Only five games this year happen to fall during that 1 p.m. window. uh, And the Bills have a ton of of primetime exposure. There's six games that are in the evening slot coming up this year. And of course it's season starts off with a bang week one at the Meadowlands, Aaron Rodgers, his first game with his new team. It's going to be a charged up atmosphere. It's on nine 11. So there's always going to be emotions uh, of that uh, terrible day. And I'm sure they'll do some sort of tribute at the stadium. And both teams are going to be pumped up and fired up. Are Bills fans going to be happy or sad after week one? I think that they're probably going to be sad after week one. And let me tell you why. Going into this game against the New York Jets, it got me thinking. So I went back and took a look at the two games against the Bills, against the Jets last year, and the Bills were plus four when it came to total score last year. They split the series. The Jets won one, Bills won one, and like I said, the Bills' point differential was plus four. The Jets are loaded. 
they're going to be coming into the season healthy. They've got a new quarterback. And I have to ask the question, is Aaron Rodgers worth four points? What do you think? I think he definitely could. Um, I mean, he's, he's a better quarterback than uh, Zach Wilson, Mike White, you know, whoever else the Jets trotted out in the right. last couple of years. Right. And with that in mind, they are going to be an even more difficult matchup this year than they were last year. Now, when it comes to division games, I usually believe that when it's a competitive division and the AFC East is, you can usually count on a split with all, all of the teams in your division, unless one of the teams is having a particularly down year. This is the split with the New York Jets. They're going to come out and they're going to put all their eggs on the table and say, our season can be made or broken with how we perform in week one against the Buffalo Bills because they're the team to beat. The Bills don't have to come out looking at the Jets in exactly the same way. And I think because it's at home in New York, uh, New Jersey, I'm sorry. And this is going to be their Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I think the Jets pull this one out. I, I agree with your perspective on splitting with your pretty intense divisional rivals. And I actually think that the Bills and Jets are going to split the season series this year. But I have the Bills winning the opener in the Meadowlands and dropping uh, the home game in November uh, to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And here's, and you made a lot of valid, valid points and salient points when it comes to why Buffalo is not going to prevail in this one. But here's the thing that I think is tantamount for Buffalo and their success. The Bills on offense have more continuity and consistency than the Jets do. And you can make the argument that Buffalo's defense is going to go through a lot of transition this year and the Jets have more stability on defense. But my theory is early in the season, especially the offense that has more continuity and familiarity with each other will hit the ground running faster. Mm. And that's why I think I see the Bills winning this one. It might be 28-24. It's going to be a dynamite opener, but I give the edge to the Bills and Josh Allen and especially my God, did you read the news? Um, this guy is always Mr. Optimistic, but Von Miller thinks he's going to play in week one, by the way. I hope he doesn't. I hope he sits until at least November. There is no need to rush him back. Um, he's saying all the right things publicly, but the Bills need him for the stretch run in the playoffs, not the first half of the season. So I mm -hmm. hope he sits that one out. Yeah. You know, we saw it with Trey White last year. It's a, it's a, work in progress when you're coming back from a, an ACL injury. And a lot of people say that it's an 18-month injury. You can get back on the field in 12 months, but you're not yourself until that 18-month mark. Sit it out. Don't, don't come out and be Von Miller at 80%. Von Miller at 80% is still going to be better than a lot of players, but then you start opening yourself up to things like further injury because your, your brain has to rewire itself. Your brain is going through all this physical therapy to try to figure out how to not favor that injured leg. And you you have to get the neurons firing correctly. So just wait it out. You know what? If he didn't come back until December, but he comes out like, like an absolute beast, I'm good with that. Yep. I, I think that that's, again, keep in mind the perspective of what needs to happen and what your long-term goals are. And Von Miller, just keep rehabbing, keep doing your thing, but don't rush it back. This is not, he made the parallel, not to make this all about Von, but he made the parallel 
to the 2013 season. And I'm like, Vaughn, there's some truth to that. But that was also 10 years ago and you've aged and your body has gotten older. So just be careful. That's all a lot I'm saying. younger in 2013. Yeah. Yeah, boy, <laughs> a lot has changed in the last 10 years, but uh, our Buffalo Bills fandom surely has not. And so Jamie's got the Bills off to an 0-1 start. I see them winning their opener at on the road against the Jets. And then Buffalo comes home for a beautiful, should be a great weather day in Western New York. Uh, they're bringing in the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the AFC West is on the docket this year for Buffalo. And in the home opener, Jamie, how do you see that one going? Josh Jacobs is a great running back. You've got Devontae Adams uh, as a wide receiver. These Raiders have some talent on the roster, but their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, will already be injured by week two of the season. <laughs> and, <laughs> and with that in mind, even if he was in the game, I just don't see the Raiders standing up to the Buffalo Bills. They've got a problem with their head coach. Josh McDaniel has just he's been terrible when he's been away from New England. And I I think that it's just going to get worse and worse for him. The Bills win this one easy. Yeah, it should be a very uh again, it's always a raucous atmosphere at the stadium for a home opener, but given the uncertainty at quarterback, although watch, I don't want to speak this into existence, but I'm gonna tempt the fates from high atop the thing. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo, who had foot surgery, like we talked about, isn't able to go, how crazy would it be if Tom Brady, part-time owner of the Raiders, steps out and comes onto the field and leads the Raiders into Buffalo? Well, I believe there is a rule against owners playing on the field. There, There's a rule, and I actually heard a podcast on this earlier in the week. The only way it could happen is if it's put to a vote amongst all the other owners and it would have to be a unanimous vote in favor of Tom Brady being allowed to play. So it's not going to happen, but it's one of those who boy situations. Oh, well, because I'm sure the bills would vote against that. <laughs> Anybody who's got the Raiders on the calendar, you'd be foolish not to be like, no, right. we're going to sit back and let him play. But I feel like whoever the quarterback is, you know, the Raiders will have a really good offense. I'm really curious to watch, you know, Devonte Adams in person and, you know, Michael Meyer, I saw him torch Syracuse with uh, Notre Dame. Uh, he's coming to the Raiders via the draft, but I think Buffalo has too much firepower on both sides of the ball. And that should be a three score victory for uh, Buffalo to go to two and zero in my world, one and one in Jamie's world. And then speaking of Jamie's world, the bills come towards your neck of the woods in week three taking on the Washington Commanders. How do you see that game playing out? I will be at that game, and let me tell you, Gregory Wall, the fearless leader of the Washington, D.C. Buffalo Bills backers, has been buying groups of tickets, and to this point, he has sold over $70,000 worth of seats to Bills Mafia, and that's just the D.C. Bills backers. That's not including Baltimore, Northern Virginia, points north, points south of there. He was telling me that when he called for a, yet another block of tickets, that the salesperson on the phone said very ominously that it is going to be a blue takeover that Sunday. Well, the commies are not very good. They are going through an ownership change. 
it's just it, it's a the organization has been a mess for 20 years since Dan Snyder bought it. It's not getting any better. They lack talent at quarterback, even though they've got a really good defense. The Bills are going to pummel them, and I am going to be feeling really good by the end of that game. It's going to have the same result of getting a win, only much drier circumstances than what you experienced this year with the Baltimore oh, road trip. Not to bring up that traumatic experience. At least the Bills won that game. The Bills did win that game. And the last time I saw a game in Baltimore previous to that, it was Josh Allen's first time on the field in the NFL. The game started by Nathan Peterman, and I oh, had God. PTSD <laughs> from the amount of rain that we got hit with from where we were sitting in the upper deck. Couldn't even see the field. It was raining so hard. Well, this should be a much different scenario with uh, Buffalo going to Washington and, you know, seeing the bills defense tee off against Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett, you know, seeing the bills go after the talented Washington front four uh, with chase young and company. I'm looking forward to Buffalo getting to three and again, kind of a cakewalk type game. I'm thinking a two score victory, if not more for the bills, to go to 3-0, and and Jamie, with that, we turn the calendar to October, and for the first time in a long time, the Bills-Dolphins game in Western New York is not in December. This year, it's mm-hmm. in week four at Highmark Stadium on October 1st. What are your thoughts on this first uh, game with the Bills and the Dolphins, and which should be very highly anticipated in the matchup, and a game that should have clear implications Uh, in Buffalo's quest for a fourth straight AFC East title. How do you see that one going? So both the Jets and the Dolphins seem to be the sexy picks in the AFC by the pundits right now. And the Dolphins have an unbelievable amount of talent on that team. I am a huge believer in their head coach. He's a strange dude, but he's a great offensive mind. They have speed out the wazoo and two attack of Iloa. Okay, this guy is he he's much maligned and I feel like it's unnecessarily so. Did you know that he was number 3 in the NFL in QBR last year? I did know that actually. Yes. I figured you would. Highly behind, underrated. <laughs> behind Brock Purdy, who played very well in his time, and Patrick Mahomes who may well go down as the best quarterback in history by the end of his career. Tua, when he is on the field, is a good player, and the Dolphins had a lot of offensive line problems, which led to him getting hit and having concussions. If they can protect him, I think the Miami Dolphins have a real shot at winning the division this year, but they are not beating the Buffalo Bills in week four. I agree. The Bills Bills always get up for their games with the Dolphins, and again, coming up in Western New York with another home game during the fall when you know the Bills love to squish the fish and the Bills match up really well with Miami. I feel like Buffalo's defense, this will be a good test for how far uh, whoever the new middle linebacker is, the progress that either Terrell Bernard or Dorian Williams or A.J. Klein has made uh, in their development. This will be a key stepping stone with the weapons that the Dolphins have. But I just feel like as much as the Dolphins want revenge following, you know, the Skylar Thompson playoff game, I think the Bills have the edges um, on both sides of the ball. And Buffalo's offensive line is much improved compared to the Dolphins offensive line. The Bills should be able to get after the quarterback. I'm seeing Buffalo get a win, another sunny victory for Buffalo in Western New York to go to four and oh on the year. And Jamie uh, has Buffalo at three and one so far at the quarter poll of the season before 
Buffalo takes a trip across the pond to play the old Jacksonville Jaguars at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Uh, the Bills are one of five teams that are quote-unquote hosting an international series game this year. It's the second time the Bills and Jaguars have met uh, overseas in London. The Bills dropped that one, a weird, bizarre, fluky game where they were down by three scores. Uh, EJ Manuel led them on a furious comeback, and then Buffalo surrendered a back-breaking touchdown drive, and they ended up losing that game to the Jags. How do you see this year's London series game playing out? So Tottenham Spurs stadium, that is the template that the bills are using for their new stadium, though. It does suck that the bills are losing a home game to playing in London. That said, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of bills mafia in the crowd. However, the Jaguars are getting there more than a week before this game because they have back-to-back games in London. Okay. Have you traveled to Europe? I have a couple of times. It's been since I was just out of school, out of college was the last time I've been over there. But it's it's an intense trip. It's definitely, it can take a toll on you emotionally. Absolutely. And jet lag can be a nasty, nasty thing. And the fact that the Bills will be playing at 9.30 Eastern time That's 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. And the Jags will be, well, they will be, their internal clocks are going to be set by that point. That is a remarkable advantage for a rapidly improving Jacksonville Jaguars team. I'm going to be honest here. There is absolutely no way the Bills are winning this game because of the jet lag factor. It's just, it's a huge Unfair advantage for the Jaguars. The Bills can't pull this off. Though I can promise you the following week when the Jaguars go back home, they're going to lose in big fashion. Yeah, It's almost an unfair advantage for Jacksonville to not only get, because like you said, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons the week before at Wembley in week four, and then they get to play the Bills. It's a home game for Buffalo in air quotes. And I, you're right, the fan base will travel well. Um, by the way, if you're looking at packages, um, sell your firstborn child uh, and maybe mm. you can afford to go over there and get a ticket and accommodations and uh, airfare. Uh, but it, it's going to be a, it's not fair. I don't feel like for the Bills to have to play a team coming off a second straight game in London when they're acclimated and Buffalo is not uh, going to be as rested or acclimated to the travel. And that doesn't even get into the matchup that's going to be taking place because the Jaguars are definitely a team on the rise. Trevor Lawrence is really coming into his own. Uh, Jacksonville uh, made some noise last year in the playoffs playing Kansas city pretty well uh, until the fourth quarter when they wilted against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. But I think this is a game that Buffalo loses. This is where Buffalo takes their first L of the season for me. And Jamie now has them losing their second game. It's just a really tough circumstances for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but I understand why the NFL is trying to spread into Europe a little bit. They're trying to internationalize it. I, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, most of this schedule works out to the Bills' advantage. This is really the only what one of only two places on the schedule where I would say, okay, well, it's not totally even. So I, I can't really complain about this. 
Yeah, no, there's definitely some advantageous parts of the schedule, and that's why the onus is on the Bills to win as many of those early games as possible. We'll get to it as we go through the schedule, but Buffalo's schedule gets extremely rigorous and arduous uh, coming up in the second half. And, uh, you know, now after the Jacksonville game in London, we get the first of Buffalo's home primetime games. And this is also a stretch three out of four weeks and four out of five weeks where the bills have primetime games on the schedule. It's week six, uh, former bills, offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. He of West Seneca, an orchard, a West Seneca, uh, Western New York native comes home leading the giants where he won the NFL's coach of the year award last year uh, with Danny dimes and company making the playoffs. Brian Dable leads the giants into Highmark Stadium, Sunday night football, 8.20 p.m. in week six. Jamie, I've been putting the pressure on you uh, during this podcast, asking you your thoughts for every single game. I'll (laughs) start off with my thoughts here on the Sunday night football matchup. And here's my thoughts. The Bills are winning. Okay. Uh, It's a tough matchup in the sense that we're not sure how Buffalo's run defense is going to look, but we know the Bills' run defense is going to be improved. I know Tremaine is not there, but with Puna Ford signing alone along the middle of that defensive line, the Bills are going to have, and with a healthy Daquan Jones and with Ed Oliver and Tim Settle uh, at the defensive tackle positions, I think the Bills will be able to slow down Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. I think that the Bills' run defense will step up big time to give the Giants troubles. They'll force Danny Dimes to go to the air, and Buffalo's going to get several turnovers uh, on the defensive side of things. I think the Bills win this one, and they go to 5-1. and one. How about you? These coaching staffs know each other well, and Brian Dable clearly knows the Bills' offense exceedingly well. So I think based on the knowledge that they have of each other, means that this is probably going to be a fairly hard-fought game, and it'll probably be close because, remember, the Bills went to London, and now they're coming back and they're playing 11 hours later the following Sunday than they would have. So their internal clocks are still going to be a little bit messed up, but I'm with you. I think the Bills have too much talent, and they may be running on fumes, but they will have that adrenaline kicking for this game, uh, a home primetime game is going to have them beyond hyped they are winning this one the buffalo bills that is love it i love the enthusiasm love the concurrence on what will play out and i think we're going to have the same opinion for next week's game when bill belichick the patriots to uh hosting the buffalo bills in week seven at gillette stadium on october 22nd i see no reason jamie other than Bill Belichick's teams play good defense. The Bills should be able to contain Mac Jones and the Patriots offense. I look forward to seeing Damian Harris uh, get his first crack at revenge against his former team. And I see Josh Allen continuing his run of good luck and success by uh, leading the Bills to a victory here in Foxborough to get to six and one. What say you? I expect there to be a a huge improvement in the Patriots offense because they have an actual offensive mind running the offense this year in bringing Bill O'Brien back. That may be one of the biggest additions in the AFC East this year. I think that the Bills, two weeks prior, being in London, playing on fumes on Sunday night football, this is 
where the Bills drop one that they shouldn't, but also it is a divisional foe. So they are, you know, teams typically split within their division. This is one where I think they're just going to have a letdown because they haven't gotten their body clocks 100% back on track yet. That's going to be a big loss in terms of the AFC East because then at this point, you've got Buffalo losing its uh, two of its first three uh, in the division. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at, for me, it's a 4-3 and three record right now. This is going to be a murderer's row, this division this year. But again, I, I expect them to end the season 3-3 three and three within the division. Whoever gets to 4-2... and two, is going to have a huge advantage for winning the divisional crown. Can that be the Bills? Hmm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Only time will tell as we continue to run through here, and we'll get the rest of our predictions coming up here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As we are about to reach what used to be the halfway point of the season now with there being 17 games on the schedule, it is merely a week eight primetime game. Jamie, if you ask me for letdown scenarios, I get your points on the Patriots game on the road, but if any place where the fatigue could really catch up, it's then hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers four days later after that Patriots game on Thursday night football. Mm -hmm. At Highmark Stadium, and I know there's no Tom Brady, thank God. You know, it might be Baker Mayfield, it might be Kyle Trask as a starting quarterback. The defense is still going to be pretty solid for Tampa. Um, the offense doesn't scare anybody. You know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both good weapons, but the run game leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, the offensive line is banged up. I see the Bills winning this one, and they should take care of business, but to me, this is one of those... If they lose it, I wouldn't be surprised just because of the factors of everything going into their schedule and, uh, you know, how tired the bodies might be, the mental fatigue. And you're right. Every year the Bills lose a game they should not lose. I wouldn't be surprised if this is that game. I, yes. And last year they lost three that they shouldn't have. So, it, you know, it's how it breaks down. But here's the thing. If you don't have a quarterback – you don't have a prayer. And that's where the Bucks are. This game also happens to be in Orchard Park, which is majorly to the Bills' advantage because they don't have to travel that week. Bills win this. So we're both in agreement the Bills pull out the win at home. I think it's going to be closer than most fans would like, but they'll still get the W to be 7-1. and one. And at this point of the year, Jamie has the Bills at 5-3. and three. 
now comes the stretch. Mm-hmm. The first game of the second half of the year leads off a gauntlet that the Bills are going to have to run, and it's on the road at Paycor Stadium, Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football. This game is going to get hyped up so much with the return of DeMar Hamlin to Cincinnati with the playoff revenge game from last year. And Jamie, I know that a lot can be made of, you know, the Bills shat the bed versus the Bengals in the divisional round. And they're looking forward to the revenge game and putting the Bengals in their place. But this game worries me so much so that I right now I'm marking it as an L just based on the talent that the Bengals have on offense, how Buffalo has failed to respond to the challenge of playing the Bengals and how bad Buffalo looked last year. As much as I want to chalk it up to emotional fatigue for the end of a very long season, right now the Bengals are the better team than the Bills in my mind. Right now, yes, I I believe that to be true. Though there is an advantage in that the Bills have a long week having played on Thursday night the week before. The extra few days, the, you know, they're halfway through the schedule. They're going to let their bodies rest a little bit. At the same time, I'm feeling like the Bengals are a better team. And it's going to take winning this game in order for me to be convinced. Otherwise, I'm with you. I think that's going to be an L. But I believe this is going to be sort of a springboard for them as well. Let's hope it certainly is a springboard, Jamie, because again, now the rest of the season, the second half gets very challenging. The Buffalo Bills have the second hardest strength of schedule on paper. Again, those rankings are what they are. They're just a compilation of how you fared the year prior, but being a first place team and having Mm -hmm. crossover games with the NFC East and AFC West means you've got a murderer's row of opponents and one that I think could be vastly better than last year is coming to town on week 10 with the Denver Broncos coming to Highmark stadium on Monday night football. And I know Russell Wilson looked like a flaming pile of dog poop last year in his first year in Denver, but Sean Payton is the coach and Sean Payton knows how to get quarterbacks to maximize their potential. And the Broncos have a lot of talent, at least in my opinion, Uh, on both offense and defense outside of what the quarterback gave them last year. This is going to be one of those, again, closer than expected kind of dog fights under the lights at the stadium. But I see the Bills pulling out a victory here to get another big home win in prime time. What about you? This is one that I just really don't know what we're going to get for exactly all the reasons you laid out. But Outside of the division, which, like I said, is a crapshoot. I expect 500. The Bills always lose one that they shouldn't. They always win one that they shouldn't. This is the one that they're going to lose that they shouldn't. Because, like I said, new sheriff in town. Maybe Russell Wilson gets back on track and becomes what he was a few years ago. Yeah, this is this is going to be one that I'm afraid the Bills are going to drop. <laughs> And, you know, if it, if that happens, that's another AFC game that they've lost now with Jacksonville and with Denver mm-hmm. and with the Jets in week one. So you got to start to worry not only and about winning your division and New England, not only winning your division, um, but trying to be in a playoff race position. Because if you're getting all the wins against the NFC, that hurts you when it comes to your playoff seedings and how you're going to fare it against does. your AFC foes. It absolutely does. 
What about, I've already told you, I think the Bills are going to split with the Jets and I had them winning the opener and losing at home when Aaron Rodgers has more time to gel and develop that consistency with his team. So I see them losing in week 11 at home to the Jets. What about you? I see this as the point in the season when Aaron Rodgers is officially a cancer for the New York Jets. I feel like it's going to be, oh yeah, by by mid-November, He's going to be tired of playing. They're going to be tired of his act. They're going to want no part about it. And the Bills, having lost two in a row, say to themselves, you know what? It's now or never. They're winning this one. I like your outcome. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, dropping that game to the Broncos on prime time, but I get mm-hmm. where you're coming from. And then they, of course, get that measure of revenge with the Jets in week 11. Then Jamie Boy the toughest part of the schedule. Mm -hmm. And I know the buy is in week 13 and it comes on the latest point in franchise history, but the bills in back to back to back weeks, really the next four weeks, they have the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Then they have their bye week. Then they travel, of course, to Arrowhead stadium for the defending super bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs in week 14, They host the Dallas Cowboys in week 15, and then they go to the West Coast to play the Chargers in week 16 on Saturday night football. How do you see that murderer's row of games playing out? So we've got got the Eagles, and this is the one where the Bills, as I said, they look at it and they say, it's time to nut up. We have got to start winning games if we have a chance to get into the playoffs They lost that game against the Broncos, so they know they have no margin of error left. I think the Eagles are a great team last year. I think they were better than the Bills. This year, Bills win. I I would like to believe your optimism, and I like your theory you've laid out there. But and I'm going to take this in a group stage to kind of you know move us through the the pod a little bit more because we've okay given some thoughts. So I'm going to tell you this, Jamie. Bills fans might not like me for some of these results I've got coming up, but I have Buffalo over the next four weeks stretch that we mentioned losing to the Eagles. I have them winning in Kansas city because for some reason, the bills have played extremely well in Arrowhead during the regular season. I have them winning that game. I have them beating the Cowboys at home uh, in December 17th. I just think that the matchup with Dallas looks Dallas is a paper champion. I don't Mm -hmm. fear I'm not intimidated by what the Cowboys bring to the table. I think the Bills match up really well with Dallas, and I think the Bills really match up well with this new form of the Chiefs as well. And I think the Eagles don't match up well with Buffalo for the fact that the Eagles on paper are the best offensive line and the best defensive line. They got even better in the draft with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith coming over on defense. Mm -hmm. The Eagles are scary good, so I'm marking it. The Bills will lose in week 12. We're all going to win the bye in week 13. (laughs) The Bills and their faithful that go to Kansas City are going to see the Bills get a big win on the 425 p.m. window on week 14. And the Bills are going to have a good old-fashioned stomping of the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys in week 15 up in Buffalo? So there's my two and two stretch with a victory uh, over the chargers mixed in for good measure in week 16. All right. Round out that quartet of games. What do you see? I, I will. Uh, I have them beating the Eagles. 
This is where the Bills go on a run. It is so advantageous to have that bye in that week, two weeks to get ready for the Chiefs. Bills are going to win that. They're going to stop the Cowboys, and the Chargers are perpetual underachievers because as much as I want him to be successful, Brandon Staley, the coach, is not a good coach. I want to root for him because he went to my alma mater, the University of Dayton. He's just not good enough. The Bills are winning all four of those. Buddy, I love – see, I, I consider myself to be an optimist, and I pointed out why I think the Bills are going to have some struggles here and there with the schedule. But I like Buffalo coming out with that 3-1 and one run of losing to the Eagles, and then they go on a run, like you said. I have them beating the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. Three huge wins over playoff teams, setting up the Bills for the final two games of the season. They're going to be – hosting the Patriots on New Year's Eve and then traveling to the Dolphins to close out the regular season. Jamie, let's start with the home finale, the Patriots. How do you see that one playing out? Buffalo is getting revenge because they need the game far more than the Patriots do at this point in the season. Buffalo knows that they have to beat their divisional opponents. They're absolutely going to do that because by this point, with all of the AFC losses, the Bills are in danger of not making the playoffs if they can't stack continue stacking wins this is win number what is it how many in a row is this now uh i've got this is the sixth win in a row i've got the bills getting i love it i've got the bills on a mini winning streak as well with their fourth straight dub beating the patriots to sweep the season series in my opinion from the new england patriots and bill belichick out there and then heading into the season finale jamie I'm going to tell you right now, I have the Bills finishing 12 and 5 on the year. And if you're going through the predictions, you're like, huh, he's got one, two, three, four. I have the Bills at 12 and 4 heading into the finale. I have Buffalo dropping this tough game with the Dolphins on the road to go to 12 and 5, but they're 4 and 2 in the division. And for me, the Bills have the AFC East championships all to themselves. For the fourth straight year with a four and two record in the division, 12 and five overall. The Dolphins are a tough team playing in South Beach. The Dolphins need this game to stay in the wild card race. Uh, I just feel like these teams are pretty evenly matched. The Bills got the win at home in week four. I say they split the season series to finish off. 12 and five. What about you? I agree. They split the season series. The Bills finish 11 and six this year. Make the playoffs, but as a wild card team. So you've got who winning the AFC East? Uh, I have the Bills tying with the Dolphins for uh, the, in record with the AFC East, but the Dolphins winning on tiebreakers. Wow. So that would mean the Bills have to start their playoff quest on the road. Um, I had the Bills winning that fourth straight AFC East championship. Again, the strength of schedule, the Bills have the second hardest schedule with a 542 winning percentage for their opponents. The second half is incredibly daunting. Mm -hmm. Jamie, I love the wins you're stacking uh, towards the second half of the year. And that includes, again, beating both of last year's Super Bowl participants, mm -hmm. the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, for me, Jamie, this is a, a tough tough schedule the bills win loss uh, over under projection is 10 and a half so you would have them clearing that just barely i would be 12 and 5 because i feel like the bills are still going to be one of the best teams in all of professional football but 
Whew, that was a lot to process, my friend. Yeah, it really was. Uh, but hey, remember, all you have to do is get into the tournament at the end of the season and anything can happen. The Bills could still wind up Super Bowl champions. I don't think anybody saw the Bills losing some of the games that they've lost in the past. Of course, most notably that Jacksonville Jaguars fiasco you know, from two years ago. So anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday as the cliche goes. Um, but we've run down our records for how the Bills are going to fare this year. We want your feedback too here on Believe. Get involved with us on social media. Jamie's a great follow on Twitter. He is at the Jamie D'Amico, and I am at John Boccasino. We will post this podcast, and we would love to hear your feedback on what Buffalo is going to look like with their record this year. Will they win another AFC East title, and how many games will they win in 2023? Jamie, great to have you back on board, buddy. Good to be here, my man. And we'll be back next week talking more Buffalo Bills football here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.